Welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast, where your host, Isabel Ross, interviews experts and athletes in the field of endurance sports. Isabel Ross is a three-time Australian long-distance mountain running representative at the World Championships with a best finishing place of 10th female. Twice Australian trail champion, she has won the six-foot track marathon, run a sub-three-hour marathon, and won a 24-hour track race overall with a distance of 198.7 kilometers, as well as competing in and winning grueling ultramarathons in rugged, mountainous terrain. Isabel has raced all over the world, including participating in the notorious Barkley Marathons. Isabel is an Australian and USA-accredited endurance coach working with athletes of all levels and is a certified UESCA ultra running coach. She's also a personal trainer and podcast host. Are injuries or niggles ruining your enjoyment of running and hindering your performance? Get on top of these and see the specialists at Health and High Performance. Utilising the latest in technology and with a wealth of experience, the team at Health and High Performance can assist you with all your running, injury and performance needs. So get back to enjoying your running and achieving the results you are capable of. Head to healthhp.com.au forward slash run or find them on Instagram at healthhighperformance. Health and High Performance are located in Montalbert, Melbourne, but are available for telehealth appointments not only Australia-wide, but also around the world. Contact them on their website to find out more. Wild Earth Australia are the online store to help you make the most out of the outdoors with top quality gear at great prices. Peak Endurance podcast listeners can use the discount code PEAKENDURANCE in all capitals to get 10% off at checkout. Head on over to wildearth.com.au to get everything you need for your next adventure. Welcome to the podcast. Episode 106 is a collaboration with Andrew Lorenzo and Zach Demogalski from Breaking the Barrier podcast. We both hit 100 episodes recently, so I thought we could get together and discuss our podcast journey. This is just a general chat and I really hope you enjoy it. And if you do enjoy this episode, please go on over to Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen on to rate, review and subscribe. It really helps grow the audience and the show. And I really appreciate your support. If you are looking to challenge your limits, you need to have structured, individualised training to help you get there. If you want to achieve your best, email me, isabel at peakendurancecoaching.com.au so that we can get a program started. Enjoy the podcast. Hey everyone and welcome to this first joint episode of the Breaking the Barrier and Peak Endurance podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. And I'm Isabel. Welcome, welcome all. So we all decided to get together because we've both sort of hit the 100th episode milestone at relatively the the same time. And Mm. Izzy had the idea a few, like a month or however long it was ago. Feels like forever. Yeah, whenever. Uh, Who knows what time is during during these hectic days. Uh, To maybe get together and talk a little bit about what we've we've done, what we've accomplished, what we've seen. What we've we've learned is that even after... All this time of doing podcasts, it still takes us half an hour to get organized and get a Zoom working and figure out where the record button is, which is always fun. Wrong. Yeah. This is great. Shush, shush, I, we're not meant to tell people that. You know, we should. We, I wish we were recording all that. It would have been great uh, behind the scenes. If yeah. we ever have a Patreon, that we chock full of stuff. Um, 
Do you but do yeah. that on Patreon? I, I think they just put like, yeah, kind of random stuff like that. Like no, no, but you stuff. yourself, do you? Oh, no. No. No, I have an Etsy shop for my Melbourne Superman stuff, but that's it. Our five listeners don't want to pay for extra content. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations on 100 episodes for you, Izzy. Is that what you thought you'd be doing when you started the podcast? Isn't it funny because I believe, like, um, supposedly the record is if you can get past 12 episodes. 12 episodes seems to be the um, people give up or they keep going. And I remember being really excited about getting over 12. And, yeah, I... I don't know. I never really thought any further than each podcast, but I'm I'm pretty stoked to have gotten to a hundred. How about you guys? Yeah, I, I I must admit when I when I first started breaking the barrier, I I didn't know what it would be like. I mean, obviously when I first started, it was all about that road to a specific marathon time, which of course due to injury, due to different goals, that's sort of changed and everything. So I didn't know. I I think once I maybe episode 10 and I was like, all right, we're in double digits now. Might yeah. as well just kind of keep going. You got through the first 12 episodes though in like five weeks. So yeah. I think oh. you pretty quickly got past that wow. psychological barrier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was putting out cause back and I'm sure we'll talk about this in a little bit, you know, back in the day when things were normal, it was a lot easier to come up with content. Yeah. Um, and so it was yes, just, I easier. agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, races were happening, things were happening, you know, all that good stuff. But yeah, and then sort of there was a time in there where I sort of lost my way for a little bit. And that's sort of when Zach joined up. And that was around mm. episode 60, 65. Yeah. And, and then that sort of turned it around because it came less about, I think, just your journey. Because, mm. you know, that was probably you dealing with the fact that, you know, your injuries weren't going to let you get to that 240. Yeah. And then we kind of had this renewed thing where we we're like, well, let's talk about a whole bunch of other stuff that was yeah. going on. And I decided to get into stupid ultras at that point, which is always amusing to, to Andrew to hear about. And then we did go off on a very interesting Mandalorian Star Wars detour uh, oh, for about three months, which I'm sure was great fun to every person that wanted to hear us talk about fitness and running. Every one person. Yes. <laughs> uh, but you've remained pretty consistent, haven't you? Is it yours seems to be the interview type format. Have you done yeah. like how many of the hundred episodes have you done that have been solo with any? I, I started off originally doing um, every second one solo. I was putting out one podcast a week because I just didn't know enough people to interview. And then I just went, you know, I'll stop it. I'm just going to start. I, I went through my bookshelf and pretty much emailed all the authors of the books that I'd read about running and, you know, 50% said yes. So I interviewed them. Yeah. And then, so that just kind of got the ball rolling. And then once you've done a few of those, people are more inclined to say yes as well. And then um, I've also found there's just been a greater interest really from listeners in like local athletes yeah yeah people more relatable to a local audience you can all sort of see what's happening in the american athletic fields but someone who's doing it more locally and makes it a little bit more relevant for you that's a good tip that's right which for me i love personally following mainly the probably the more the british and the european races and and a little bit of the american whereas i i just find um a lot of australians not so much which is fine um it's just not what i expected and I guess I'm no market research person, but I just figured it out by looking at my numbers that people prefer to listen to local athletes. And to be honest, it's, it's I really enjoy interviewing local athletes and we've got some brilliant local athletes and it's great to bring them into focus. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I've had a couple of guests that were like higher profile and that's great, but you're right when you can, because 
<laughs> without this sounding the wrong way, when the everyday person listens to that, it's like, that's awesome. But like, how can I relate to that? Yes, like, exactly. So when you yeah. have somebody um, just uh, uh, relate to He's that, poor. they can do that. Yeah. 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 That there was, I think the best review Andrew and ever I ever got was these two very average runners give yeah. us advice that's very relatable. So <laughs> I remember that. Very yeah. average. Oh yeah. my word. Thanks. Thank you. But yeah. you know, they're not wrong. Um, <laughs> these two average runners tell us what they think we should know. And, and they're sometimes funny. I think that's also what they said. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, well, you know, thank you. I we'll think. Take it. <laughs> yeah. But that's, you know, what I think what people are trying to get at there is that is once again, like with, with interviewing athletes, local athletes, is they feel they can relate to you and, mm. and therefore they're more inclined to listen because because it's it's I think it's sometimes harder to listen to people who, like you say, they seem to know everything and are able to do everything and are perfect. And it's like, well, I'm never going to be like that. So yeah. I guess, you know, it's better not to have perfection. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I, I love listening to... Uh, 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 an episode or an interview with somebody like, you know, Amelia Boone or, mm. you know, Elliot Kipchoge, you know, but it's like, mm. what does he do that I can do? Yeah, <laughs> you <know>? exactly. Free? <laughs> yeah, right. Even that's probably superhuman. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so yeah. What, what, what if, go ahead, Zach, sorry, you were going to. No, no, no. Oh, I was just going to say, so, I mean, in terms of um, keeping up, during, I mean, we want to get into COVID a little bit. What, did you find it was kind of hard to get, not so much motivated, because I know that you're, we're all kind of, we all kept yeah. going, I'm pretty sure during COVID in terms of running and fitness. But I mean, in terms of finding stuff to talk about, we kind of touched well, on that Well, before. I find that there was um, certainly of the British athletes, quite a few doing um, FKT. Oh, sure. Yeah. What's so FKT? I, I've, I think I know what FKT is, but explain to me. Fastest known time. Right. And you see in the UK, they have what's called rounds, which are designated um, courses, which of course you can sort of navigate yourself to find the fastest route and whatnot. But, um, and so I'm, re I'm really interested. I've always been really interested in FKTs. Um, and so for me, that was really good. I also find authors really wanted to come on podcasts and talk because they couldn't go around doing, you know, talks elsewhere to sell their books so i actually find for myself because i wasn't focusing on races per se um mm. that it was it actually was it was a busy time did you think the last time we caught up was um episode 73 when we spoke about uh, on the break of the barrier podcast where we yeah. spoke about the beer mile we did and yeah. we had some jokes about corona and yes. everything that was happening ha, ha, ha. there yeah, did you ever hell. think we no. were going to end up where we are now no. I, I rewatched our beer mile video on YouTube last night. And I remember kind of at the first, I, literally I said, we're doing Corona. This is kind of funny now. It might not be funny tomorrow. And I, I watched that last night. I was like, I was kind of cringing. I was like, definitely that, not, that funny. not funny. It did not age well. No. no. <laughs> definitely. Um, oh, come on. It was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. It was a little <laughs> funny. I mean, that whole thing, I was talking about that for a second. That yeah. whole just, that was just. Well. Yeah. Wow. That was, I mean, I was just, I was pretty injured at the time. So I couldn't really run pretty much at all. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, but it was just fun to do something different and silly, you know, like we mm. all take running so seriously. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I tend to fairly seriously. So mm. 
it's nice to sometimes just do something just a bit silly just for the sake of having fun. Yeah. I remember when we did that, we were like, oh, the next thing we'll do is we'll get together at the Cinco de Mayo, which is actually right. like yesterday, but a year later. Oh, yeah. And we never got too. a chance to do that. Yeah. I know. I was going to say we were going to do something Mexican themed. I couldn't remember yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we still uh, have to do something else. We will have to. I think so. Yeah. I, I think so. Um, I don't know if it's another beer mile. <laughs> <laughs> How did your training go over the lockdown? Like, how did you handle it? Um, were you because you were you said you were injured when we did that run? How are you yeah, feeling? Now yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it, it was you know, um, it was an injury. It was it was nerve damage. So it's kind of mm. like it's it's never going to go away. This injury. So it's just oh, relearning to run, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just because. It was actually kind of good as in there were no races because I just had to focus on doing lots of base miles just to try to um to to learn how to push off on that foot again. So it actually in that regard wasn't too terrible for me there being no racing. The you know, the one hour thing. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of a crock. Um, you know, uh yeah. Let let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Um so, yeah. But I mean, how about you guys? How did you cope running wise? Well, I mean, oh. lots of virtual runs. Like I kind well, of got, did, I kinda, you got into them. I poo pooed them at the start, and there's I poo pooed um, them the whole time. <laughs> I poo pooed them at the start, and then I got into a couple. Like I did, I did one which was a Sydney to Melbourne. So yep. a Sydney to Melbourne virtual ultra. You had a hundred days to do it, and so I tried to get that one done in like I did it in seventy three days in the end, and that was good. Like that part sort of, of that was during the momentum. one hour a day. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was, um, I think I had 44 days in a row of running an hour a day, you know, 11 kilometers a day. I think that was like my streak I had all through that lockdown. And then the second that they changed it and said you could go more than an hour, I didn't run. (laughs) (laughs) The the second that I was able to, I was like, nah, I don't want to do it. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Isn't that funny? Mm. There you Mm. go. Give Give them what they want and then they don't want it. We really struggled for content. Like yeah. we found ourselves after a while just talking oh. about the same thing again and again just, and again. Yeah, because we were just kind of talking about ourselves. And I'm like, I was running twice a day. Hmm. I was strength training. But how much, how often can you talk about that? Like literally we started the same, I, I would start our episodes, what are you up to? Well, I'm still going on with my running and my aesthetics. Like hmm. literally the same thing. And we were talking about what's going on in the world and COVID and everything and uh you know, obviously the, the races that were happening, like the London Marathon or the accomplishments that were ha- happening, like the dude that ran like a marathon in his apartment, which was crazy. Oh. I think we kind of started just focusing on what uh, people were doing to quote and unquote go above and beyond during yeah. a time when they really couldn't. And, it, it, you know, I did learn that it is hard to find a lot of that stuff. Like, yeah, of course, it's. It's it's in the news. It's there, but you really got to dig for it because mm. you you type in accomplishments during COVID, and I mean, there's not yeah. a lot of stuff that comes up that's relevant. I recall our plan for last year. We had we were planning to do a lot of stuff like talking to run directors and going out and doing sounds from a race mm. and kind of tapping into what you were saying before, like that local angle of yeah, hey, yeah. if you're in Victoria, you know, you go here and do this and do that. And that was kind of our big plan, and then we'd even spoken to a couple of run directors and said, Hey, you've got an event coming up in a couple of months Mm. time. We'd love to talk to you about it. And then that whole thing went away. And so we, we kind of lost like three or four really good episodes slash guests. We we weren't smart enough to do the bookshelf idea. 
Um, although my bookshelf would be all comic book stuff and Andrew's yeah. would be all like, you know, whatever he's got back there. I think those books are fake actually behind him. Secret societies. <laughs> yeah, it goes into a hidden vault behind my uh, yeah. behind my wall. No, I'm I'm just a running book geek, so I just, you know. I only have one running book, I think. Really? Oh, no, I've got two. I've got Born to Run and I've got Running Rewired, which is more of a... Uh... I've got Running Rewired. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. It's just got chock full of good exercises. I think yeah. that's it. I've got about a thousand runners magazines, though. Runner magazine. Yeah. But yeah. Well, so see, but, you... Even, but you see, you can even use running magazines as ideas because you can look at their articles and then talk about ideas from that or contact the authors of the articles, you know, like there is just, to me, so Zach many different notes. ways of finding content. Well, we found content and we spoke about it, but eventually after a while, I was like, I'm just reading out articles yeah. that people yeah. could go read themselves. Again, I didn't have the bright idea of, hey, why don't we actually reach out to the author and yeah. ask for, which is so funny because I listen to so many podcasts where people talk about that. They're like, yeah. oh, hey, you, you wrote a really great article. Let's talk about it. And I love them because they always reveal stuff that didn't make the article, which is almost more interesting than that. Um, so, yeah, maybe we should think about doing that. Um, it's, it's, it is interesting because it's like you listen to those those podcasts and you're like oh that's so cool that they got that person but really all they did was ask i mean yes and that's my... all i did was ask because yeah. what's the worst that can happen someone says no, say no. Okay. i can live with that it's a numbers game just keep asking yeah, it is a number, and that's that's why i just went through the whole bookshelf exactly mm. did you ever um, lose the faith like did you ever nah. think oh this is too hard no it gave me something to do during <laughs> lockdown when i had no job and i live in a little apartment which is pretty you know boring to sit in all day um, it gave me something else to focus on, something to do. Um, you know, I, I would have really struggled without having the podcast to do. <clears throat> Did you get anything from listeners saying that it was yeah. helping them too? No, not specifically, no. So it wasn't like um, the feedback from the listeners was kind of irrelevant for you with this one. You were sort of doing it to keep yourself motivated. Yeah. And going. I mean, I was yeah. doing it because I thought people would want to to hear it and 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 hopefully would be interested. I wasn't doing it just for me um, because I would have done the podcast regardless, COVID or no COVID, but mm. it certainly did help me. It certainly did. And yeah, did you notice anything with your listenership? Like, did it go up? Did it go down? Did it say no, normal I didn't or actually, flat? You don't look at those it's things? It's been a steady growth the whole time. Ooh. So I don't, you know, I don't know whether COVID would have affected that. <clears throat> What do ours look like, Andrew? Do we have steady growth? Or... Yeah, I mean, we we kind of we kind of plateaued for a little while to be expected because we weren't. There was a couple months where we didn't put anything out, but now that we're kind of back into it, it's kind of going up again, up, up, up. Uh, yeah. Like the first episode that we put out, um, well, episode one hundred within the first uh, like uh, twenty four hours, I think it already had a couple hundred downloads, and you know that's pretty cool. I can live with that. Um, yeah. You know, and it just grows from there. Uh, I think when we, yeah, I think at the time that we were really just popping out episodes with nothing really much to talk about, it was just kind of plateaued. But we weren't really pushing it either. Like we were just, no. we were, we were kind of talking because, yeah, again, it gave us something to do. It gave us something to talk about. Like Mandalorian, that has nothing yeah. to do with running. Well, no. We, we tried to squeeze so. a fitness angle in every episode. Yeah. But how did you how did you promote your podcast, Izzy? Like I see you often on like Facebook and stuff like that. It's people just, sharing your podcast. What do yeah. you do yourself? Um, I just put a post out about it and I mm. put it on a couple of running groups. But 
I don't like to overdo that because I don't want them to go, oh, here comes bloody Isabel posting on our group again with her podcast. Um, so, I mean, I just put it on my socials. That's it. Like I don't really do much at all. Mm. I, I, I don't know what else I should do. Yeah, that's kind of always been. What do you do? That's kind of always what I had been doing. Like yeah. put it on my personal page, put it on the podcast yeah. page. Um, like right now I use, uh, I use the Melbourne Superman page to put out, um, uh, stories about it or posts about it. But I think there's a couple of Australian podcast groups on Facebook that are, yeah. that it's more of uh, kind of networking and stuff, but I think all of them one day a week are like, you know, yeah, they ask you to share, but I, I, I don't know. I, what's the point in sharing it on there? Like, yeah, know. like nobody, we, we all listen to each other's podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's why I don't. I, I did that for a while, but I was like, I'm not. Yeah. Seeing any return from this, and yeah. it's no, just I, I can't imagine to to that that podcast. Yeah, exactly. So what the hell? <laughs> so. Did you know Andrew's got a second podcast? Oh, do you? What's that? It's uh, it's called the Kryptonian Chronicles. It's uh, it's a pop culture podcast. Uh, myself and another Superman cosplayer. We just we did a uh, a live Q and A on Instagram once, and it went really well. And we were like, that was really oh. fun. Let's make a podcast. Okay. As you do. As yeah. you do. Well, um, I mean, I've, I'm on another podcast as well, The Coaching Rowing Tables. That's so. what it was. That's what that's. Yeah. That's so what. I do do the two podcasts. Um, Wait, is that one a podcast or is it just a Facebook thing? It is a podcast, that one? Yeah. I mean, we've got a Facebook page, but it is a podcast. Yep. All right. Okay. I got to check. Because I've seen some of the stuff. Aren't they videos? Or, or have you put some of those on your podcast, like the Peak Endurance? Sometimes podcast? I promote it on um, mine as well, you know, when I then. remember. Yeah, right. Um, but um, because it's to do with running as well. But, yeah, mm. I, um, I'm on that one as well. Right on. And we try to do that once a week. So I'm doing two podcasts a week, yeah. putting them out. And as you, well, you, I guess you don't do interviews generally, but I interview people. So I might do two, three interviews a week. Um, so on the also to bank them up so that when I do have a week off or whatever, yeah. I you know I can have a week off. But yeah, it, it, it's 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 a lot of work, isn't it? Doing a podcast. It's, yeah. I, th I think the what? Yeah, I think that's because when again when I first started this thing, I thought it was just going to be me getting on and just talking, and it yeah. can be like absolutely like if you're somebody who wants to start a podcast, that's where it's got to start anyway, and you can absolutely do that forever. And some people that just works. Yeah. Um, yeah. but if you want it to be something sort of more in depth, yeah, it's, it's a tough gig. It's like, yeah. even, even, even like Izzy, I know you don't necessarily edit your podcasts, but even just the simple act of putting a podcast on the platform yeah. that you got to get it out, uploading it, doing this, doing that, even that can take however long it takes. Well, well, even though you've recorded that intro for me, I still do another little intro and I do an outro mm. and then you've got to put it all together with a little bit of music. Time. So, yeah. And then I also record a visual of my intro um, because I put all my podcasts onto YouTube as well. And, and I put that out and then I try to send them out to people, you know, on the socials. It's, it's, it's a, it's a lot of work. And, yeah, and then I mean, of course, you know, organizing interviews, trying to marry up times with people who are overseas and yeah. getting up at weird times of the morning to record with people, you know, and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It, it and it takes time and it's, you know, I've got to think up questions and whatnot, just like you guys have to plan it. There's planning involved. You don't just rock up and 
hope for the best. Like we well, would never Well, he does. Sometimes. Well, we did that a bit tonight, but um yeah. but in general if I feel like if I'm interviewing a, a an expert in the field or something, yeah. I've got to do a yeah. bit of bloody research that. and that sort of stuff, you know, and so I don't look like a total numpty. So, you know, there's a, there's a there is a lot of work involved in and that's why part of the reason I don't edit is because if I edited it as well, this would become an unpaid full-time job instead of an unpaid part-time job. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are, I mean, in any given episode, and I'm talking episodes that I don't necessarily edit, I'm each episode four to six hours easy. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. Just, and that's not edited. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a big, it's a time-consuming exercise. And, I mean, but in saying that, we obviously all enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't anything. do it if we didn't. Exactly, especially because it is unpaid. Um, yeah, sure, you get the occasional you free know, Spartan entry, free Spartan entry, or or uh, no. See, I haven't gotten any free entries for anything from it. Do you? Did you? Have you? Did because uh, there was a while back you were looking at getting a sponsorship. Did you end well, up? Well, I, I didn't. I sort of. I I know because I asked you for some ideas, and yeah. then I kind of sent a few. I never heard anything, so I just gave up. Yeah. I was I was really lucky with Generation You Can, um, yeah. Just because I hit them at a time because they're bigger in the states, and I hit them at a time yeah. with their Australian brand that they were just starting to grow. Uh, okay. Um, so they were just like, yeah, what you know, with any, we'll take anything we can get. Um, <laughs> uh, and with Spartan, again, I've hit them at a time where they're starting, they're trying to, not that I've hit them, I've just reached out to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at a time where they're trying to build brand awareness again in a time when races people are afraid to race yeah yeah um, and, that, and that's a good point isn't it yeah so Pete, you reckon people are afraid to race i think there are some people that would be like they're either afraid or they're just they're i think that there's i think that there are multiple reasons why they might be afraid to race a that they've sat home during covid and lost what fitness they think mm -hmm. they had um mm -hmm. so they're not going to feel comfortable or confident yeah. b the you know the straightforward i'm afraid because i don't want to catch covid yes see they're afraid because they don't know what to expect and the last time they did this thing it was really a great thing and they're afraid that it's going to change so much that it's just not going to be the same yeah yeah because of all the covid rules and whatnot yeah. and that sort of stuff have you done any events recently um to sort of because i did one on the weekend that was my first or bigger race i'd, I'd done a, a trails event the trails events tend to be naturally pretty relaxed because they're much smaller groups mm -hmm. and then i did an event on the weekend and they had the starting shoot divided into lanes with markings every 1.5 meters to keep us apart from each other and so the finish the starting shoot that we would normally have all squeezed a couple of hundred of us into was stretched out what over like this was the Werribee Mansion half marathon. Ah. Uh, so it had about a thousand, I think it had 800 people in total across the event. It used to get like, you know, 400, 500 people running the half marathon alone. Ah. They capped the field at like 200. Uh, and the overall event was like 40% of what it used to be. And it felt a lot quieter. They said that they didn't want spectators there. So they weren't meant to be spectators. Everyone was sort of socially distancing at the start and the finish as much as possible. Um, yeah. And yeah, it felt, it, it, I don't know, 
I think Australians are pretty relaxed right now in terms of the yeah. way things are going. And, you know, you get the flare up in Perth recently or the one I saw in New South Wales today and we need mm. to remain vigilant. But as a general rule, most people are sort of like, oh, okay, it's, it's, it's back to normal. But then you get to those events and they wild. can't run those events without no. following the procedures because they'll get shut down and yeah. fined if they it's don't. It's a reality check. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's, I mean, it's going to be, because I was planning on doing possibly the run Melbourne just to, get a race in before I get a race in, you know, like a, yeah, like yeah. a, like a yeah. warm up race. Um, and I'm really curious to see, cause I remember the last time I did run Melbourne, I mean, it was oh, chockers. Yeah. 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 Um, so it'd be really well, I've entered Melbourne and Melbourne in October is normally 20,000 people across the festival with all the different races and yeah. you know, 8,000 in the marathon itself. So I was looking at it on the weekend going, this event is, two and a half percent the size of Melbourne Marathon. How are we going to do that yeah. six months from now if we still need to follow these protocols? Yeah. And I remember Andrew and I talking about when COVID was first coming in, they said that the starting shoot for the LA Marathon would have been five kilometres long that's if right, everyone if they... had maintained 1.5. And that's kind of what we're heading into as these races start, which it seems silly because there was 80,000 people at Anzac Day the other yeah. day in the MCG, but we have to stand a, a metre and a half away from each other doing a race at seven o'clock in the morning. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the rules throughout this whole pandemic have all seemed rather arbitrary and... and Except during lockdown. During lockdown, it was all very, very clear and we all no, yeah. but came it's together still, and argued it was, about it. It's still, it's still like this five-kilometre limit. How ridiculous was that? Because then it pushed everybody together. <laughs> yeah, you know, true. I went down to the local bike path because that's where I was allowed to go and you couldn't social distance for love nor money. You were no, rubbing no. shoulders with every man, woman and child in the area. That's a good point. Because we were only allowed in our 5K bubble. So it, it was it was a rule made by somebody who thought it was smart until you put it into action and then you realise it's actually not that smart. Yeah. So, I think there was um, a lot of that during this because, I mean, I would not have wanted to have been one of those people that were coming no. up with these plans because no, now no. you just had to, you just. Well, make damned it up if you do, fly. damned if you don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just, because I must admit there were times when I was like, well, that's stupid. But then I'm like, well, what's the what answer would I do? then? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's oh, and about... and I do not have a, a workable solution to what they should have done. <laughs> no. I'm just here no. criticizing what that's they right. should do. But that's okay. That's yeah. what, that's our, that's our right that's did right. you talk about COVID a lot on your podcast over the, the pandemic time no. or did you try and stay away from it? I I let the conversation flow naturally and sometimes we talked about COVID simply because like when I was talking to people doing FKTs, it would mm. come up that the sure. reason they did it. Uh, when I spoke to authors, no, no, generally, generally didn't really speak about COVID much at all because there was no need to. Did you talk about the vapor flies at all? <laughs> no, <laughs> we we got a we got a solid three hours out of complaining oh my about the flies. Oh, well, you've got a pair, don't you, Andrew? Yeah, well, I've got, I just got the newest pair. No, I'm I just, two pairs now. Um, and I got to tell it's you, part of the problem. The yes. uh, the the first ones that I got, whilst fast, very uncomfortable. Uh, ah, gave me some nasty heel blisters and just heel really, blisters. Yeah, and I never get those, and they're just uncomfortable. They're hard to get on, and they suck. The new ones. The only gripe that I have with those ones are the laces. The laces, for whatever reason, are jagged. So, like, like if you're cold, if you're tying them when your hands are cold, it really sucks. But, dude, they're fast. Like, I went out, like, a couple weeks ago and I ran a 5K PB with probably 80% effort. Really? But yeah. how much did they cost? I don't know. Come on. <laughs> you know. Uh, they cost four payments on Afterpay. They were, they were like, 
I think they were like three hundred dollars. Okay, uh, which isn't horrendous, but they don't last horrible. very long. Do no, no. two fifty no, ks. I, I won't. Two fifty exactly. ks. Yeah, I won't wear them for anything other than a t- uh, like time trials and stuff. Um, but uh, I like them. I want to get a pair of the Alpha Flies one day. What are they? They're like basically the. Um, they're they're like the next percenters and all that, but they're they give you an even better return apparently. Like they're the elite level uh, shoes. Like I don't know, man. I just want to run like a fifteen minute five k. How would they go in a Barkley? Do you think <laughs> a pair of vapor flies? How long would they last? In what now? In a oh, Barkley. Like oh, an God. hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Mm. Well, let's let's talk about that. So, like during during the pandemic, because you had had plans to return to Barkley. Yeah, I um, I cancelled my flight like yeah. a week before, um, a week or two before going. Like I was meant to be going. And like as. Did they didn't did they cancel the event? I can't remember. Um, they ended up they were going to just do it just Americans. They ended up having to cancel it due because of their their parks shut them down for they weren't to have public gatherings, you know, and that sort of stuff. So there was no race last year, as I recall. Um, they had a race this year, but it was all just Americans. I think a couple of euros managed to get over. Sure. Um, but probably had to quarantine on their return. Um, so. Fingers crossed for next year. I mean, like I'm, I was earlier this year kind of hopeful for next year, but now it's even like, like. So you, yeah. you, you definitely, you, it's definitely still on the cards that you want to yeah. get back Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm rolled over. I keep rolling over, you know, the entry. Yeah. Um, I mean, you still have to re-enter to show that you're still wanting to do it. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. You looked at any of the local versions that are starting to spring up? Like there's a couple yeah. in Australia, people doing, you know, Barkley-inspired events. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it would be good training, I guess. But um, I also don't, like, I want, I, I try to be rather judicious in my racing um, because I think I don't want to over-race. I don't want to do that as training and then be so ruined from it that I can't mm. go to the real thing. Yeah. So what do you do? So what, are, what sort of events are you entering at the moment? Now, well, it- well, I just did uh, last week an FKT because that was something I've always wanted to do, which hence my big interest in FKTs. And I thought, well, this is the best time to do it because there's not really any races, mm. right? <clears throat> so I did it because um, I couldn't get to Barclay earlier this year. So I did my FKT instead. And um, But um, I entered last year. I, I was obviously feeling very confident. I entered... Um, last man standing or last one standing in uh, Queensland for August. Right. That's the plan for August, barring border lockdowns and, you know, outbreaks of one person with COVID. So, yeah. Just takes one to mess it up for bastards. Um, But one. Like, come on. Anyway, don't get me started. Fair enough. (laughs) Is there anything on the cards for, like, what's your calendar look like for the rest of 2021? Is there well, anything Because big I or? like to do only two big events a year. I don't yeah. think it's healthy to do t- more than two really big. Like, I'll do, like, I've got a 50K race at the end what's of the day. What's a big, yeah, I was say, what's a big for you? Like a big, big for me versus, is those, yeah. like, this, this FKT took me 67 hours. Jesus and, Christ. And, yeah. And the, and the last one standing, I, I don't know how long that will take, but it will mm be more than 24 hours right so i can't do more than two of those a year i don't think it's healthy i mean yeah you know how long how how, how long again was the the bright one a couple of years ago 
uh, in October? Oh, GSER. Yeah. That was 180 Ks or so. That was yeah, 44 wow. hours. Wow. Yeah. You won that one? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And so then um, I did this, which was 290 Ks. Wow. And 67 hours. So, yeah. So, um, you know, I just, I think, you know, and I'll do smaller races, you know, like 50 Ks or whatever, but I don't think it's because of the sleep deprivation that's involved in that success. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to recover from. I love that you call it 50 K smaller. Yeah, it's, it's a sprint. sprint. It's a sprint. She's <laughs> like done in three hours. What did you think about that lady the other day who broke three hours for the 50 K? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I didn't really watch. I heard it was, um, I mean, it's awesome, but I heard it was on like, is it, was it on a, it wasn't really a race, was it? No, it was on like a bike path type yeah. thing. Like yeah. I, I don't, yeah. But I mean, she, the quotes from that is that she, she raced it. Like she didn't like just, you know, it's not like, oh, you, you know, you run you have a to. marathon and then you try and, you know, get through to a 50. Yeah. She raced it like she would well, run a marathon. to get under three hours, yeah, you, you have would to. have to. It's just incredible. I wonder if she was wearing Nike Vaporflies. No, I don't think she was a tosser. Yeah. No. <laughs> Whatever, man. I'm going to call Elliot Kipchoge and tell him you said he's a tosser. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do have like three Elliot Kipchoge t shirts. I really Such shouldn't throw stones at you. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, Isabel, about this whole um, is a 50K an ultra? There's, I, I'm yes. noticing a growing trend about people saying 50Ks aren't ultras now because they're becoming well, so common. Yeah, I mean, they are an ultra. But ultimately, the first marathon I did was an ultra because the first marathon I did was the Great Ocean Road, which at the time was like 45K, you know? Yeah, true. Um, and that's considered an ultra. To me, 50K is an ultra, but basically you can do a 50K on marathon training. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, yes, it is an ultra. I do still consider it an ultra. It is. It is. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a big accomplishment. For, yeah, it is. Know, it's definitely yeah. is a big accomplishment. And and I'm when I'm saying I only do two big events a year and, and, and they're smaller, that's only because of what I do, you yeah. know. But I know when I first did a 50K, like that was really hard. And I it was it's definitely an ultra. Hmm. But I am just at, at a different stage in my racing career, so to speak, that I'm going for the much longer things now. So, hmm. you know. That's all. That's all. A good it confidence is. boost to anyone that's listening that's training for a marathon and enjoyed their marathon. That same sort of training can basically be extended exactly. to a fifty. Just yeah. a little bit Definitely. more nutrition, probably, and yeah, yes. thinking a little bit more about fuel. Yeah, and and a little bit more mindset. You know, like to get through mm. that that extra bit. Now, now, Andrew, you've got your first fifty k coming up, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, When's October, that? October October sixteenth. Uh, so it's just under six months away now, or just over six months. I have no clue. COVID made me lose all sense of time. Just under four weeks. Months. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's a that's a that's a fifty k um, or yeah. give or take. Usually give. Um, yeah. uh, so it's a Spartan Ultra. Uh, so it's in bright at Mystic Mountain. Of oh, course. awesome! You're going to do that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Which is a lot of a lot of fun because I did the uh, I did the Beast last. I keep saying last year. Yeah. It's, two, it's going to be two years ago. Um, because we lost a year. That was and, around yeah. the same time as I did GSCR, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was like yeah. the week. I think it was the same weekend. Yeah, um, I have a feeling. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. Like, I, I'm really excited about that. You know, I've I've just started seeing Jason again. Oh, okay, um, cool. And so you know, we're really because the thing about my running is cardiovascularly, I'm fine. Like, yeah. I could probably just I go out and run. 20 
I, I probably go out and run a sub four hour marathon tomorrow. It's it's the it's the mechanics that are stopping so, me. Do you do strength work? Yeah, you do, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Do yeah. you do stuff like yoga? I have started as of about six weeks ago. I started adding that because back because there's my a routine. lot of balance in that. You know, when you're yeah. doing the one legged poses in that, yeah. and I think the balance um, is very helpful. I think so too. I think so too, especially in my right, because he calls it dishing. Now, I haven't found anything online about it. It's basically when one of your legs sort of, instead of going straight, it's kind of swooping out. Oh, yes. Because of some kind of crazy turn off, uh, uh, turn out. And as you're kicking off, as you're towing off, it just sweeps out. So we're really focusing on the balance to fix that, because I think that's where that knee pain is coming from. And once we can sort of fix that, He's, I mean, he's confident that once we fix that, we'll be good to go. Um, yeah. And I think it's going to really, which kind of is also helping me, which I've been working on this year, this past year too, is just slowing down my runs and just yes. not trying to run everything hard. Have you um, have you got the book 80-20 running? I don't actually, but I know it. I do know it. Because that's 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 all that, you know, 80% of your, your run schedule should be easy. Yeah. And only 20% should be in the hard, but a lot of people go out and run every run hard. That's it. I was telling Zach the other day, like I used to run my long runs at like better than marathon pace and wondering why I was not recovering. But Tired now it's for like, three days afterwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just, it was all ego and it was like, oh, I can, so I should. But yeah. now it's like, you know what? I don't care if Strava says that I'm running yes. a six and a half, seven minute kilometer. I really don't. I'm just yes. going to focus on how my mechanics are working. Yes just just ticking over the things and i'll do my two speed workouts a week you know if however that's going to change leading up to the ultra i'm sure it will um because i said to zach there's going to become a time where i stop with the speed work probably together and just get more endurance i don't know um but well you'll go more towards tempo runs then sure Yeah, yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, as opposed to like intervals and everything. Yeah. Would you recommend an obstacle race for your first 50? Um, I mean, that's the thing that does my head in is that he's picking his first 50 and he's going to do it as yeah. an obstacle race. Well, do you know why? Because I think... That breaks it up though. That's yeah. exactly. Because I think for me, it's 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 been such a... Like once I get past that 30 kilometer mark and the knee starts going... And granted, we might be fixing this anyway with my mechanics, but... Not might, you will be. Yeah. You will be. Um, and... I think for me, yeah, it's going to be, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I think the fact that stopping, going, stopping, going, stopping will help, I think, even if it just gets me past an extra 10%, I think. And also because there will be an element of uh, your brain going, oh my God, when's the knee pain going to kick in? If you have to focus on other things, you're not thinking about it as much, which means you're not focusing on it as much. Yeah. You know, which means you may not feel it as much. That's right. And uh, and I know that there's going to be a good percentage of this thing that it's going to be walking. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Oh, that's what's good about every ultra, to be honest. Yes. That's exactly, exactly. what Zach said. <laughs> so. it's just, I keep telling you, it's a big joke. We They all wave us off at the start line and we go around the corner and we stop running and start walking. And we're like, this is easy. This is great. <laughs> it's just we have to be out there for 14, 15 and, uh, hours. And, and you tell people, oh, yeah, I just ran a... um. 100k race oh wow and you're like yeah but i walked half of it you know <laughs> <laughs> see that's 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 i can get behind that um 
And I think that that that's also the reason why I'm kind of turned on to the backyard ultra eventually when I don't forget that it is that weekend. Um, <laughs> I, I'd like to do one of those. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm nervous about it. But, you know, I'm in good hands with Jason, I think. Yeah. Um, well, I know, like, he's already given me a bunch of exercises to work on. And I bought a slant board. Have you ever heard of oh, that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have a slant board now. It's the best thing ever for yeah. stretching calves. Yeah, Zach. If you've got tight calves, and this is probably great for your Achilles anyway, yeah. um, a slant board. Just look it up on eBay, like 30, 40 bucks. No, nah, I'm just going to come look at yours. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's so, good. Zach, what's the farthest you've ever raced? Uh, I've, I've done, I did 100Ks at a nonstop uh, last year. Um, at what, sorry? At a, at a backyard ultra. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so I did 100Ks in a backyard ultra. So, that's the longest I've gone so far. Uh, this year, um, I tried to go around earlier in the year and do another backyard ultra, but I just had a really bad day with fuel. I ended up bombing out after like 10 hours. Yeah. Uh, but I've got, uh, in July, I've got Yu Yang's 105Ks. So I'll go do that. And that'll nice. be a nice a nice day out. And then later in October, uh, I, I'm doing the Oxfam on Friday, finishing the Oxfam 100 on Saturday morning at some point, and then running Melbourne Marathon on the Sunday. Oh. So that's going to be a pretty big weekend. Wow. Um, yeah. I like it. So I mean, I my, don't, but I do. Like, that'd be horrible, but it sounds good. My hope is that I can get through the Oxfam with the team somewhere under 20 hours and then go and do the Melbourne inside five hours so that yeah. I miss the having to go onto the slow track. So Yeah, because I'm... Um, because the thing will be, you've had the recovery in between, but that's when your DOMS will have set in and you'll be feeling a bit crappy and exactly. you'll really have to nail your nutrition after you finish the 100K. Yeah, I can't finish the 100Ks and go crack some beers. I've got no. to be you know, perfectly no. sort and of And you balanced. can't go, oh, I don't feel like eating. It's gonna, you're going to have to suck it up, even mm. if you don't feel like eating and actually eat and yeah. lots of protein. Because a couple of years ago, I did Melbourne one weekend and then a week later, I ran Toronto. And oh, just yeah, doing right. two marathons back to back. Yeah. It was funny how the second marathon like was stuff that felt really good just really started to hurt. And I was running so much slower than I'd yeah. done the Melbourne one, like half an hour slower in terms of my overall time. But it was a completely different race. Like that the was... Melbourne marathon felt cruisy and easy and it was my PB. And then doing something wow. slower a week later felt so much harder because I was just like, I don't want to do this. I've already done one a week ago. What am I doing? That was such a funny thing. Like nobody knew you were doing that. And then all of a sudden you're posting pictures of yourself completing the Toronto marathon. I'm like, yo guys, did you know that Zach's in Canada? <laughs> what? I just wanted to go on a day trip. Yeah. <laughs> why, why the Toronto marathon? Um, I got invited to go over there and speak at a conference. Oh. And so they said to you, they said, do you want to come over and speak at this conference? And I'm like, Oh, I guess I could do that. I mean, I get invited to do like a lot of stuff like that. Uh, depending on what sort of bit of work I'm doing, because like partners we work with are always like, we'd like you to come talk about the projects we do with you oh, and blah, okay. blah, blah. And so they invited me and I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then I looked at it and started doing some research. And the first thing I do is Toronto running. And I noticed the marathon is on that weekend. Like, and I'm yes, like, I'll do it. Now we're in. Okay, I'll, I'll let you, I'll fly over. I'll let you look after me. And then I'll stay in Toronto for a week afterwards and do this marathon. So I like, I like up, up, it. Other than that, I would never have um, have crossed my mind to do something like that. Yeah. No, yeah. And, and why not? That's awesome. Good on you. Yeah. yeah. I've still got hope. The big thing I want to do when it comes back on is, you know, the Braveheart 777, uh, the seven marathons in seven days and seven well, states. Saving, seven, stay, saving all your money now. Yeah, it's like 10 grand or something, I think it is. You have minimum. to fundraise to, do, yeah. to, to get into it. And then um, you have to pay for all those flights and everything. 
Yeah. So, so that's what the one one I'm definitely looking at. Yeah. Yeah. I looked. You know, and there's so many different things, and there's just not enough time or money to do them all. Quite honestly. Yeah. You're not wrong. It is. Yeah. I definitely had to, as part of this year. I looked down at one point, and I'm like, because all these races got cancelled last year, and as they got cancelled, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to do that next year. And then I looked down at one point, I'm like, I'm doing 18 races this year. <laughs> um, but that's nothing. Our friend Nicola is doing like 50 races this year. That's nuts. I think it's she's insane. Machine. She's doing a race and she's someone who completely transformed her running during lockdown. Like mm-hmm. she had the same thing as you. Like she almost relearned to run and she came mm-hmm. back as like such a better, faster, stronger runner. Um, and she's decided to celebrate that by literally doing a race every weekend. Well, it feels I mean, like. as as you learn from doing Melbourne to Tor- Toronto, yeah. you can't do your best no. doing that. I mean, you can have an awesome time and you can love it and it can be brilliant, but you can't do your best racing. No, no. It was Toronto was a I'm going to get through this, and that's I'm I'm very conscious that's what Melbourne's going to be like long later this year. Oh, it's yeah. going to be like I'm going to do Oxfam, I'm going to have a good time with the guys and helping them get through some of them who have never done a distance like that. Does and that, then I'll just yeah. Does that little stint qualify you for the Marathon Maniacs at all? If I did a hundred and then fifty, yeah. if I did a hundred on one day and then do Marathon Maniacs a day later, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Marathon Maniacs only expect you to do two races and two two marathons in two weeks. So really? do you, they yeah. do they consider a hundred k? Do they say you can say that that's a marathon? Yeah, yeah. So if you you do two races over a marathon distance within ah, two okay. weeks or three within ninety days, I think it is. Um, you clar- you qualify for the very entry level of marathon right. maniacs. Right. Yeah, yes. and then it goes up from there. And like you know, the biggest level is um, all fifty states of America running a marathon in like this or all seven continents in seven days you know that's like yeah. the ultra yeah. ultra level yeah that's great yeah. and you haven't that hasn't been something that you've qualified for yet has it Mel- Mar- marathon maniacs yeah or yeah i did i qualified when i did melbourne and oh, Toronto back to back obviously yeah of course yeah that's right. i remember so sorry yeah but it's they've got a whole bunch of conditions where they have to be like races of a certain level mm. like you can't just go out and run two marathons back to back there's got to be at least 30 people it has to be ah. a run director organized there has to be published results okay yeah there's, there's, there's a whole bunch of proper marathons they've got to yeah, be proper so you marathons can't just go out and do it on a yeah. sunday run they've got to be verified and every time you every person who applies they verify it to make sure that it's actually legit sure. um yeah. but it's 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 doable it's absolutely doable especially the three in 90 days i think is very doable yeah yeah that's yeah doable. Yeah. 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 Mm. Mm, interesting stuff. Yeah. And so um, after your 50K, um, Andrew, are you planning on going further and doing a longer ultra? Like 100 uh, I, I don't know. Like it's, <laughs> it's backyard. one of those. You'll do, you'll do backyard. I think, I, want to, backyard I, think I want to do the backyard ultra, definitely. But it's kind of one of those things where I'll say now, I don't know, but it's also one of those things like I probably will because it was always when I did my first 5K, God, I would never do a 10K. When I did my first 10K, God, I would never do anything longer than that. When I did my first marathon, let's do that again. Um, And now then it was like, I'd never do an ultra. Oh, wait, I can. Let's do it. Um, So that's that's kind of the way of running. It's like you you just keep wanting to challenge and push yourself and and do something harder and more different and whatever. It's exciting. And then you end up running 291 Ks. Yeah. I mean, some of us do. Um, 33% of this podcast do. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, 
it is an exciting thing and i said this to to zach uh the other day that there's just something so fundamentally awesome about right like just pushing yourself yeah seeing how far you can go and it doesn't even matter about speed it's just like how far yeah. you can go or what you can do or how look, often I, you can do it. i used to be a cyclist and and it's completely different like for me what's so good about running is you're you're doing it just you mm. like with a, when you're a cyclist there's a bike involved right you yeah. know what i mean which helps you you can coast down hills and rest and whatnot whereas with running it's all you moving through you know creating the movement yeah. and um having to deal with the aches and pains and carrying all your stuff and and that's what i find I don't know about you, but so much more fulfilling about running is it's just you. It's reliant purely on you. Yeah. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. And mm. it's just an, it's an exciting thing to find that because you find it in new ways all the time. Or yeah. when you work with people like with with, with Erin, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm helping her find her her running again and seeing somebody do that, seeing somebody find. And obviously, Izzy, you're a coach, you know. You know, you find you see somebody who finds that love of running, and it just motivates you. Yes. Yourself. Yeah. Um, and so every time we run together, I'm like, "This is great," because it's just motivational, and it's like very few things kind of do that. Yeah. No. No. I agree. No, it's it's a um, it's a great sport, and and we're lucky to have found it. But also, I think it's also like with the podcast, because kind of that's what we were talking about. It, it's it's a great vehicle for um, the podcast is a great vehicle for sharing the information about running and sharing the love of running in whatever format, whether it's, you know, um, Spartan style races or um, my FKTs, which is running with, uh, you know, a fair bit of hiking mm. um, to, to the half marathon you did at Werribee. Like it's all running. Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, we we always know, think that if someone can get one thing from, every episode we do that yeah. helps them sort of go a step towards discovering that or rediscovering or mm. wanting like that's what it's worth because you know we're yeah. all enjoying this thing together and we're just trying to to share it and help other people realize that hey there's a whole community out there yeah um we spoke about anyone can start a podcast and do it on their own talking for the first 12 episodes to get it out but if you yeah. can get a community going and you can yeah. learn that there's other people that share it it makes it so much better absolutely yeah totally that's just kept me yeah. going yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that seems like a, a really good place to sort of put a pin in it, do you think? Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks Absolutely. for sharing no uh, thanks, thanks your for, thoughts. Yeah, and um, and thanks for, yeah, all of us getting together and having a chat. And, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I've just found doing the podcast has been a, a great learning experience, not, not just from the mechanical issues in, and technical issues involved, but, you know, I've learned so much from the people I've interviewed that's been for me, the biggest bonus. So I really hope the listeners out there have learned a lot from the episodes that, that I've put out. And, and I mean, I know you guys don't do the interviews so much, but I think there's a lot to be gained from um, having people talking. Just that general discussion of running sometimes yeah. is just as informative because that's when your best ideas come along often. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of like the, the the long run itself mm. that's you know yes. you're out there for hours and you're solving you get... the problems of the world exactly yeah exactly well isabel look congratulations again on 100 episodes plus yes and congratulations to you too as well thank you very much well look everybody thank you so much for listening to the podcast mm. i've been andrew 
I've been Zach. And I've been Isabel. And if people have any ideas for a challenge that we should all do, please let us know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I will link to Izzy's podcast in the show notes where you can find her, of course, where you can find the Breaking the Barrier podcast. Make sure you get on Apple Podcasts and leave a review for both of our podcasts. So That, that would be awesome. That would be great. Thanks Alrighty. so much, everybody. We will catch you all next time. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, if you have any ideas for future interviews or topics, please let me know. Have a great week of running and racing.